Hey, Cassie. How's it going? Hey, Will. Um, you ready to do some Come Follow Me with me? I suppose. That's well enthusiastic as ever. Um, all right, I'll, I'll share something with you that I that I thought was interesting as I was studying this. Is um, in Matthew, he has a very different purpose and a very different audience than Luke. Right, Matthew's gospel, he writes to the Jewish people of his day, and he writes to an audience that knows the Old Testament and knows the prophecies of the coming Messiah. So a lot of what he does is he's trying to convince people that Christ is the fulfillment of those Old Testament prophecies. Whereas, as I studied Luke, it seems like Luke was written, well, in the first place, Luke was written to an actual person, right? But it was also written to be read aloud to a group of Jesus's followers who, or when they gather, that is for like the Lord's Supper. Um, So I think, in these two chapters that we've read, it seems like you can really tell what their mission is just based on the way they write. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I have to say, I, um, I was kind of disappointed originally um, when this week was Matthew 2 and Luke 2, um, which, I mean, it makes sense to start at the beginning, but I think the Christmas story um, reading the Christmas story in January is a little depressing because January is <laughs> arguably the worst month of the year. Um, well, why is that? Is just, well, because Christmas has just ended and it's just a little lackluster. Um, but I actually, it, so it got me thinking about sort of why do we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year? Um, especially when we know Christ likely wasn't born in December. We, think he was probably born in April. Um, so, so why? And I started thinking about Christmas in conjunction with New Year's. And New Year's often like a time of resolutions, making goals for the new year. Um, and so I think when we think about the Christmas story, especially when we're studying it now at the beginning of December or beginning of January, I think that a new way to reframe it is to think, Christ's birth is a new beginning. It's like a new year. And so we are going to study this in the beginning of the year. We celebrate it end of the year so that we can carry Christ with us and carry his attributes with us and make new goals about um, how we're going to live our lives like his life at the beginning of the year. Um, and so thinking that's, about that's- it that way was a little less depressing for me. That's that's a great point. It makes me think of the star, and I feel like the star is a very central, you know, idea that's brought up in the second chapter of Matthew that we don't see in in, in the second chapter of Luke, and it it kind of introduces this idea of newness newness that you were talking about, um, but also introduces the idea that that Christ is a light that that draws people to Him, and a lot of a lot of Luke too, I felt like was stories about people coming to Christ and seeing his birth and coming in the, in the case of the wise men, you know, that was probably a pretty long trek. You know, I, I, I think, I think they, scholars estimate that it was, um, there were countries and countries apart, apart from, um, from where Christ was and when, you know, in Bethlehem. Um, so I think there's a lot of good stories there that, that testify of that newness that comes when we, we see the light that is Christ. Um, and when we come to it. Yeah, one thing that I really thought was interesting about the star, which I'd never really thought about before, uh, but the wise men and the shepherds, they all see this star and they know that it's a sign 
of Christ and that Christ has been born. But in the Old Testament, there's never actually any mention of a star being um, prophesying or being symbolic of Christ's birth. But we do see a star um, that a star appeared at the birth of Abraham and a star appeared at the birth of Moses. Um, and so, and in the Book of Mormon, Samuel um, prophesies that a star will signify Christ's birth. Um, and I really like to think about all of these different books of scripture in conjunction, um, and also to know that there is more than one book of scripture. And also, you know, these people in the New Testament knew what the star meant, which meant there must have also been other books of scripture that they were studying or familiar with. Um, other than the Old Testament. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it seems like like the people at this time were really just so um, aware of prophecy and of what they should be looking for in Christ and, and in a Savior. Um, you know, if, if you look at Herod, right? Herod hears the rumors of this this child, this this Savior that's going to be born, and he goes to he goes to these wise men and he says, like, "Where's this child going to be born?" And the wise men knew the prophecies. They knew that that David was anointed king by the prophet Samuel in Bethlehem. Um, and the interesting thing there is that that's, that's originally, the reason David was in Bethlehem is because that's where Ruth went to meet Boaz. And I think that's an interesting plug to the role that, that women play in the scriptures. Um, but, uh, but, you know, these wise men knew the Savior was, was prophesied to be born in Bethlehem. And as a result, that's where they were able to go, is they were able to find Christ. And then, I mean, if you if you look at if you look at just so many examples, Luke two, for example, you have you have Simeon, right, who's promised by an angel that he's going to he's going to see the, his savior before he passes away, and eventually he's at the temple and he sees the savior. Or the prophetess Anna, right? Um, she it says in an instant she she saw the savior at the temple and she knew it was him. Um, and it just amazes me the the spiritual preparedness of all the people, such that you know when they saw the signs, when they when they saw the Savior, you know they knew who it was. And it makes me think of that scripture that says, you know, when He shall come, we shall we shall what, what is it, Cassie? We we shall see Him. For, we shall be like Him, or something like that. Um, where or we shall be see Him because we shall be like him or we shall be like him because we shall see him out as he is. Um, and it, it makes me think about what things I need to do in my life in order to be able to recognize the signs that are given um, and the ways in which, you know, I can let the savior into my life. Yeah, I think that's great. I think the gospel and the savior and his example is less about doing and less about knowing and more about becoming. Um, mm -hmm. And I really like that you talked about the different, some of these different characters in this story. I'm a very character-driven person, so whenever I read a book, the thing that stands out to me and determines whether or not I enjoyed the book is if I like the characters in the book. And so I just kind of wanted to take a second to talk about some of the different characters in this story. And I think because there are so few women in the scriptures, I specifically want to talk about Mary. Um, it feels like there's a lot of women in, the, in in these two chapters here. Like women are at the very center of of these stories. I, me I mentioned Ruth, kind of setting up the yeah. like the story and, and the the setting in, in Bethlehem. I mean, a lot of the these chapters are about Mary, right? Um, and then you also have the prophetess Anna. Sorry to interrupt you there, but but I think I think there's a lot of great uh, you know women hero hero heroine. 
heroine, you know. Is that right? Heroines. Yeah. I really like Luke 2 verse 19, which says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And it's talking about after all of the shepherds and the wise men have gathered to see the baby Jesus. Um, And I really like this scripture because I think it, you kind of get a sense that Mary has, has gotten this glimpse of who, how important this child of hers is. I mean, she knows the angel appeared to her, but then suddenly there's all of these strangers appearing um, at his birth and worshiping him. And so I just like to imagine that she sees all this and is really for the first time sort of taking all of this in and really has her first true glimpse of like what this means um, for her child. And I think it's similar to how God sees all of us and that he sees and knows all of our potential. And I think that's what Mary is seeing a piece of in Jesus right here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think it definitely would be an interesting, I mean, if we if we let ourselves look at things from her perspective, it would be a really interesting um, position to be in, um, to be able to, you know, not only play a part in the development of the Savior, but but also just, just to observe and to see how he interacts with people. And I, I think there's there's such great stories here, like like I mentioned, of people coming to him and then him also um him also listening as well. You, you know, you mentioned to me a little bit earlier, Cassie, is is when Jesus was in the temple um in in Luke two, it says that that not only was were the 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 teachers and the priests hearing him, but he was listening and hearing them. And I think it's that two way relationship that we find with the Savior that really um really binds us to him. And, you know, it's the light that draws us in, um, but it's when that right, light is reflected in us um, that, uh, that the gospel really takes on meaning to us. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, you know, I've always felt, and I feel especially at the beginning of the year, the, go- the important tenet of the gospel is the ability to ask questions. And so I really love in verse um, Luke 2, verse 46, where he is asking, the Savior is also asking questions. And I think as we embark on this new year and we try to follow Christ and try to become like him, um, I think the way to do that is to ask how we do that and is to look for answers to some of our questions. Hmm. No, I love that. Hey, it's been uh, it's been great chatting about this with you, Cassie. Let's hope... Uh, you know, the, the future year brings forth lots of great opportunities to ask questions and to find ways to get closer and to the Savior through these scriptures. Ditto. D- ditto. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you if you did, uh, we hope to catch you every week on um, this podcast as we just go through some of our thoughts and insights from the Come Follow Me reading. <laughs>